Hello guys and girls, welcome to episode 95 of the Spartans in Pyjamas podcast. I'm your host, Loz, and as always, we have Dolph. Hello. Is Star knocking around in the background, or is she... Uh... She's currently working tonight, but she may drop in towards the end, depending on what time she gets out. Okay, I always have to double check, because sometimes I forget Star, and then you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And then, of course, <laughs> we've got Bob as well. Hi, Bob. Hello. Uh, oh. I don't know what's happening. I'll be back. I'll be with you as soon as I can. Okay. Bob's having uh, some technical difficulties, as you can hear. Um, yep. It's like some <coughs> weird thing to do with a headset or stuff. It's just it's general weirdness. Um. So, I am currently on my third booster as we speak. Um. So my arm is killing. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit like more than usual. So if I kind of ramble and don't really make a coherent sense, it's because I'm tired. I will be having an early night tonight uh, with it. Uh, so we're going to get this out of the way. It's not not a big podcast. We, we always say, oh, it's a short one. It shouldn't take long. And four hours later, we're still fucking talking. So, uh, yeah, I have had some yeah weird stories over the week with the pub. The best one is where I told a guy who was stood in one of our booths on the bench in the booth to sit down and put it away for fuck's sake and then walked off. <laughs> so I'm, um, yeah. Oh, I'm ready for Christmas. Where are you, Dolph? How's your uh, bar experience going? <laughs> oh, and there we go. There's Dolph gone. Well, this is starting off to... Hey, there we go. I don't know what you did, Bob, but that sounded clear as fuck. Yeah, is that better? Uh, oh, yeah, and then there was a little whine of the, yeah. the, the thing on the back, but it's mostly better. You're, you're, okay. you're coherent now. Before you're like, as you were talking, I was like, I don't fucking have a clue. Okay, I just lost, all, I just lost all audio then for some reason. That was weird. Yeah, the thing I heard you said about um, some guy at work and the whole entire phone call just went dead. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's a guy stood up doing something in one of the booths, but he stood on the actual bench. So I, I walked up to him, saw that he had his trousers down, like past his, his knob and I'm just like sit down and put it away for fuck's sake and then walked off so, <laughs> so I said uh, have you had anything to likes also Sparks is lurking in the background as well uh, well not really had a lot really fair only, uh, only at my other job um, just before first act was um, our car, three of our five car machines went down Nice. So we had to um, use the the backup card readers to get us through the first part and then the interval. So we've got two machines that are basically like um, they use like a mobile signal to do what they need to do. They're yep. the backup. Then you've got the other ones that go through the landline or the um, the Wi-Fi. Oh, so the wow. Wi-Fi went no. And then the, we had to use the backup ones for the um, 3G connection. Fucking hell. So. <laughs> there's like six staff all fighting over like one card reader well for so many Christmases at our works we had one card machine it was wired 
and it was dial-up. So if anyone rang to find out what times we were open to, or if we were doing food and stuff, it just fucked whoever was using the uh, card machine, because you couldn't use it. Dial-up's so 80s. Yeah, but we had it in like 2015. 2016. It's like going to one of those cafes that frozen in time. Oh, they've still got the cafe TV on the living room. Yeah. By the way, Bobby's playing the part of 90s internet. So, yeah. Right. So, unfortunately, we're just going to have to deal with it. If we want Bob to be about, she's going like to like my old internet, but worse. Yeah. She, I, I will fix it. I will. <laughs> <clears throat> this is where you find like a hairline little nick and two of the wires are fucked in your headset. Because, like, Buddy or um, Cat number two, I forgot the name of, has mouse. nicked it. Mouse, that's it. Has just like nicked it with a claw and you've not seen it yet. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But... Yeah, so this is the last podcast before Christmas. Uh, As you can see, we are so totally prepared and fully ready for it. I'm fucking tired (laughs) from a COVID booster. Bob's having audio issues. Dolph's just... And I have my COVID booster. Yeah, Dolph, <laughs> you know, I'm just me. Yeah, and then Sparks is uh, being his usual chatty self in the background. Wait, I've had my uh, 5G upgrade as well, thank you very much. <laughs> so, yes, I've got the uh, achy left arm, and I've had yep. a banging headache all day. Oh, I see, I haven't had the banging headache. No, all I got was the achy arm. I've got achy arm, yeah. Yeah. Achy arm is tired. Um, effects afterward, a week later. Oh, banging head of virgin on a migraine. But I'm not sure no, if it's maybe. to do with the jab or just... <clears throat> that time of year the weather changing yeah. it was just me yeah so uh, oh god no caffeine no bad stop it no caffeine's good for headaches what no, no. it is honestly it, it might be good for your headaches Bob since you like are 90% caffeine at this point <laughs> but caffeine no. and nicotine that is what I run on caffeine nicotine <laughs> and caffeine There we go. I think I did, that I might just be a uh... <laughs> cafetine. Oh, past in itself. Yeah. How yeah. has everybody been this week? Yeah. So so really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just running on empty again. It's Christmas week. So... Yeah, I'm not too bad. Running around in prep for Christmas. Got the tree up, got the decks up, got all the wrap presents wrapped. I still haven't done my tree. I've got all the uh, meats out today to start defrosting. Uh, my fridge is full with four lumps of meat. Mm. So yeah, should be good. I've got ten people around for Christmas dinner. Ooh. Or you think my house no. is just six people, so... Yeah, true. Hmm. Oh wow! Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm looking into the first story because I know Bob's going to be mostly in and out with quality, unfortunately. So, uh, so Bob, yeah. So Bob uh, posted something that is off titled Two Girls, One Trolley." Uh, it's from the Mirror.co.uk, <clears throat> and it says. 
Two teens cut from cut free from shopping trolley after TikTok's stunt goes horribly wrong. Uh, when they... Oh, fuck me. This is not even proofread this. You didn't yeah. proofread this. Oh. Put two words in and we've already seen a fucking error. When... <laughs> yeah. When they pair tried to get out, they had no success. And both realizers, they b- realized even, I'm now fucking up the words because I'm angry. <laughs> they had realized that they had become trapped inside this wheeled steel buggy. Fuck off. At the parking area that they've been playing. Kind of say, Graham Murray, proofread your shit and don't try and be a dickhead because that's just annoying. <sighs> so two teenagers had to be cut out of a shopping trolley after a stunt went horribly wrong. Danielle Harmer was playing in a supermarket car park and she and her friend got into a trolley for fun and both faced each other. But when the pair tried to get out, uh, they couldn't realise they'd become trapped inside the wheeled steel buggy at Kmart parking area. I'm just going to call it tra- trolley now every time he, he writes that because I can't be asked to say it. It's just, yeah, it's just an unneedless mouthful. I do in the end of the name. <laughs> and we're moving on. <laughs> she filmed her experience and posted it on social media site TikTok. Oh, surprise. Yeah, the video was captioned uh, Never want to see a trolley again in my life. And gave the girls an in, uh, and gave an insight into the girls' experience. Danielle called the Aussie emergency number triple O, and the fire department responded and attended the scene to free the pair. Uh, ASA Metro Fire Department. Oh wow! So it's a capital A, and then it's S A in capitals. So I'm like, I'm trying to read that. It's South Australia. Yeah, yeah, so a South Australia Metro Fire Department spokeswoman told Yahoo News Australia four firefighters were called in about 10.30pm uh, and the four rescuers were in bright yellow fluorescent overalls initially. The words, the words don't make sense. I feel like I, I'm having an aneurysm tonight with this. The four rescuers wearing bright fluorescent overalls He's he's paused twice in that sentence. You could have gone the four rescuers wearing bright fluorescent your overalls. Comma. Yeah. yeah. Initially wondered how they would free the girls. I got an F in fucking English and I know this is bollocks. <laughs> I, I'm more angry at the guy writing this now than actually the whole story. The fucking idiots they got stuck in the trolley, dickheads. Standards have fallen. Deep breath, deep breath, calm, <laughs> center. <sighs> Um... They initially wondered how they would free the girls as uh, free the girls are trying I've seen trying to work out how to get them out. Their initial efforts were in vain and eventually would use power tools to allow the girls to escape their trolley prison. They were both handed safety goggles while the four strong crew used an angle grinder to cut them out. Holding on to each other's the teenage brave sparks which sprayed around them as fire crews sought through the back panel of the trolley. Spokeswoman for the fire service said freeing the girls took around 10-15 minutes and no ambulances were needed. Danielle told 7news.com.au uh, firefighters at didn't believe her at first when she rang about her ordeal after becoming trapped at Mono Parrot Shopping City in Adelaide. I hate this guy. <laughs> they, yeah. they thought it was a joke 
And they were like, are you sure? She told the site. Danielle asked her friend, who was also stuck in the trolley, to stand up so they could both escape their trolley nightmare. But her friend said she couldn't move her legs. Couldn't move as her legs were trapped, uh, which resulted in a call to the fire service. The girls were being spun around in a small trolley before they realised they were trapped and had to make the embarrassing call to the fire uh, service. Viewers on TikTok found the video abusing. I'm dying, one woman wrote. Fucking yay. I'm who didn't, have, who didn't put around in a shopping trolley when they were a kid there. Uh, well, we got the... I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, well, for, for us, we found... You know how they have the, the small base shopping trolleys before... Like people yeah. who can't lean down, they're high up. We found yeah. us that top bit. Uh, so we yeah. stuck it on top of a skateboard and we're riding around on a skateboard. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we also did the jackass shopping trolley stuff a lot. Not the one off the roof then. Uh, mm. Do it down a hill. No. It's, I mean, it's just something you do when you're at uni and you're drunk and you think it's a good idea. I was, I was 16. We go running around in a shopping trolley. 16, Morrison's car park, and we, we also had French stick fights where we got the out-of-date French stick bread. Oh, Beat the living shit out of them. <laughs> I mean, given enough alcohol, anything you think of is a good idea. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. I was yeah. sober, you, though. You, I just thought it was funny. To as do soon as someone says tequila, that's it, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my weakness. No, fuck tequila. And none of us had to be cut out of the shopping trolley. Yeah, we could get out of it on our own. <laughs> or, you know what would happen? Your mates would come and be like, fuck's yeah, sake, you grab that it. side, I grab this side, and we pull. <laughs> yeah. We'll just roll you over until you fall out. It's fine. <laughs> yes. A little dislocation is good for you. Yeah. Yes. Lean to the left, we'll tip you to the right. Keep your head safe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like the, the cha-cha slide though isn't it <laughs> slide to the left flip the trolley <laughs> flip the trolley <laughs> you knobs either that or you're deliberately ram them into a lamppost or some sort of sign while they're in it yeah <laughs> those blasted curbs the curb <laughs> or the nearest pile because that would always tip them out <laughs> Mm-hmm. All the nearest bush. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it's always one of the most thorniest bushes in the whole entire fucking area. Oh, yeah. He, like, yeah, he always finds that one. Like, fucking like two or three inches long. It's like, oh, there's a bramble bush in here. And it wasn't yesterday, or the fucking is now. How can you tell? It's stuck in my arse. <laughs> no, you just, you just pulled a thorn out your arm. <clears throat> no reason. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sticking on the mirror.co.uk, to somebody who seems <coughs> to be able to grasp the basic... Constitution of proofreading. <sighs> There's a face mask that's uh, been developed that detects COVID and will glow in the dark when it does. The uh, the mask which uses ostrich. St- oh fuck my life. The the, <laughs> the the mask which uses ostrich cells has been developed by a research group, which says uh, the LED light of a smartphone can also be used as a light source. So scientists have developed a groundbreaking new face mask mask that can detect the presence of COVID thanks to a mouth filter made using ostrich cells. I feel like that's going to sound like I've just added that in later. 
ostrich cells. The cell contains antibodies that bind to the virus and it's claimed that the mask can identify coronavirus in exhaled exhaled breath uh, by shining a fluorescent light on the mask, revealing the patches of the virus. The mask has been developed by a research group led by President Yashihiro Tsukamoto of Kyoto Prefectural University in Japan. I can say that, but I can't say ostrich? What the fuck is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Which says the light, uh, the LED light of a smartphone can also be used as a light source. He uses antibodies extracted from the ostrich eggs from birds that have been injected with an inactive, non-threatening form of COVID. So when we have mad ostrich disease in 20 years' time... We know where yeah. it came from. There we go. <laughs> ostriches. 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 I swear I've not had anything to drink today apart from water. Ostriches are capable of producing... Those big fucking flightless twats are capable of producing different antibodies neutralizing foreign entities in the body by spraying the antibodies oh, I can't, on a filter from, from a mask the reaction can detect whether the virus is present President Sukamoto and the group explained they're experimenting over 10 days with 32 COVID patients and they found the masks uh, they wore glowed under UV light the researcher said the ostrich antibody for corona placed on the mouth filter of the mask captures the coronavirus in coughing, sneezing, and water. Next, the fluorescent dye labeled ostrich antibody is reacted and the virus is visualized by irradiating with light. We also succeeded in visualizing the virus antigen on the ostrich antibody carrying filter when using LED ultraviolet black light and LED light of a smartphone as the light source. This makes it easier to use the mask even at home. Visualization of the illness is possible. The presence of the virus can also be confirmed from the ostrich antibody carrying mask used by a person infected with a new coronavirus for eight hours. I feel like I just missed a fucking comma somewhere. There isn't a comma in there, but I feel like I missed a comma somewhere. There is no comma there. I take it back. The fucking mirror.co.uk just, yes. All right. Thanks, mate. I could be a fucking, <laughs> I could be a fucking news guy. Whatever this is. Journalist. Reporter. There we go. Yeah. Journalist okay. works too. Because apparently punctuation is not fucking used in half of this. There are plans to sell no. inspection kits to the public in Japan and further afield. Potentially even this year, one patient has secured has been secured for the, one, oh, patent. one patent. Once a patent has been secured I, I for the technology. I'm, I'm just like clouded in anger but it's like I just thought it said patient. One patient has been secured. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that was 10 days ago so uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. I'm just brain dead. <laughs> so last week we had the cups made out of fish sperm. Yeah. And now we've got glowing masks from ostrich. From ostrich. <laughs> See, all I get from it is the fact that ostriches really should be able to glow in the dark. Yeah. Why can they not? Because well, they can't fucking fly. That's why. If they could fucking fly, they'd glow in the dark. 
That would be, that'd be fucking scary, though. If ostriches would actually fly. What's that in the sky? Just get crushed by a half-ton bird. <laughs> it's just being a lazy cunt, isn't it? It's like, fucking it, just fly. All you, all, you, all, you, all you see is just the neck glowing. <laughs> a big long rod in the middle of the sky just glowing. Mm. And the legs. Just the neck and the legs glowing. So all you've got like, is just free floating, floating limbs. <laughs> just bowling at you. Oh, it's all right. It's just an ostrich. Don't worry. Yeah, it's probably not going to kill and us. And it's a big, massive fist on your head. Could be yeah. worse though. Could be a fucking emu. Those are just vicious bastards, they are. Yeah, yeah. But could yeah. you imagine having an ostrich fly over and then all of a sudden it decides it needs to have a poo? <laughs> How big is ostrich poo? I don't know. And now I'm not googling it. Speaking of like vicious <laughs> emus, poor Rod Hull had to deal with one for years. Yeah. Literally, everybody in this podcast gets it and no one else does. Google it. <laughs> so, uh, potential short fuse and everything aside, I had my COVID booster jab today because this fucking uh, Decepticon variant that's going around, or Omnicron as they want to call it, I don't know why they fucking called it that. I think they're just going into how daft can we name these now? It's just mm. going. The um, Greek letters, to be fair. At least if you know if you get to Omega, it's the end of it. What? Alpha, Beta, Delta, Omicron? I thought it was Gamma yeah. before that. No, Gamma's a bit further on. Hmm. I think there's only like, what, 18 or 20 letters of the Greek alphabet? And Omega being the last one. But yeah, it's like, I had mine done today. Um... I've got a sore arm, I'm feeling tired, a bit cranky. But, like, with this fucking Omicron virus that's the first of the Decepticons that have landed on Earth, we're um, we're seeing a raise in the people who haven't had vaccinations being hospitalised. So, congratulations, you that's dumb clever. fuck. Do you still feel clever? Because I don't think you are. Fucking yeah. idiots. I think they should actually actively bill them or find them. If they find out that they've never had a vaccine. It's like, here you are. Here's a £500 fine. Why? And it says it's free. It's like, yes, but because you didn't have your vaccination, you get fucking billed for it. Because mm. they're actively stopping me from getting my antigen test for my COVID. Because I did have COVID a couple of months back. Uh, and I still haven't been able to go and get that done. And my asthma test, which is also related to the fact that I had COVID a month back or two. So, I can't actively go to my surgery because they're pumping out booster shots like nobody's business because there are dumb fucks out there that still haven't even had the first one. So, yeah, I've had my third one and I'm a good little boy that follows the fucking state and blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to get it done because if it fucking makes me more immune to the shit, yay. But don't fucking preach yep. shit to me. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so I'm 5G plus now. I think we're all at this point 5G plus, aren't we? More or less. I think so. Yeah. I had mine yesterday. Mm. And I was fine. I had like a tiny little bit of a temperature for maybe like the first 10 minutes after, if that. And then I woke up this morning feeling like somebody was just repeatedly punching me in the arm. Lovely. Yeah. Getting a little, um, little just digs in the arm continuously yeah pretty much but well, other than that 
I know um, one of the girls at work, she got really bad side effects from her booster. Like, her her eye was, like, constantly twitching. You know, like, when you get that really annoying twitch in your eye? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just doing that for, like, a week. Oh, fun. Yeah. Now, plus, now she wears an eye patch and claims that she's a pirate, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she probably would as well. <laughs> but, uh, I think this has hit me as hard as my first jab. My second jab, I was fine, because... And this one, I've done pretty much the same as I did last time. I bought a big pile of water. I've been drinking it sensibly throughout the day. I've eaten nicely, but I'm just drained. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, get it out of the way now. I'm glad I I got it done two days before Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve for me is like a 14-hour shift. And fuck going into that, having a booster shot, because I'll just be want to... I'd not be able to lift my arm and I want to fucking kill everyone. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what was what was Friday like last week or last weekend? Mad even? Friday was fucking wank. I went out because uh, I finished at half eight. I started at five. I finished at half eight, mm-hmm. and me and Matt went on the piss. <laughs> so I, hell! So I rolled into Saturday <laughs> at, at three o'clock in the afternoon, slightly hungover for silly sod Saturday because it yeah, seems God. like they just all turned up then. I mean, it was decent, yeah. but it wasn't numbers we expected mm. and i don't know if dolph has been getting similar kind of vibes what's that for uh mad friday and and, and that for Black Night friday yeah nah, not really. no no yeah. no crazy stories from the friday of drunkenness or well, i don't work fridays no. so. well <laughs> No, there was it was just normal affair. We went into a pub that reopened and it smelled fusty, and they were playing Radio Two on the uh, on the fucking TV in the back because they obviously haven't got a music license or music, so they're just piping it through the TV. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, it was it was a thing. Um, and then oh, then I actually went into the town, went to a oh. bar called Sevens Bar, the doorman. Oh. The door, the door lady asked for the app, the NHS app, mm-hmm. even though yeah. they don't need to enforce that till one o'clock in the morning. This was quarter to twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go, I don't have that, but I have my card with both my vaccinations on. No, sorry, don't, we can't mm-hmm. take that. We can only take the capture card image or the capture image uh, that you're showing me on, on of everyone else is showing on the phone, which she didn't check in any way, shape, or form. She just looked at me and went, yeah, okay. I could have put the, I could have got my club card fucking thing out and shown it, and maybe I'd have got away with it. Bloody hell! And I, I actually had proper identifiable proof, and she was like, mm. "No, sorry, it's got to be uh, this thing." And I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's it's sake!" It's got to be the NHS. Yeah. Got, um, the NHS app. COVID app thingy. Yeah. Well, then I mm. went home via McDonald's, mm-hmm. which was shut because they were doing maintenance, and then the local garage didn't have hula hoops, so I was really pissed off. Rude. <laughs> exactly. Rude. But, well, you know, it could be worse. I could have mm-hmm. lost to uh, a fucking camel beauty contest. What the fuck? I don't know. I, I, honestly, I, it, I just saw it, and it made me chuckle. 
So oh. Hamill was disqualified from Saudi beauty contest after getting Botox injections. Who knew Hamill couldn't get Botox injections? Who who the fuck like, thought that was a, an yeah, idea in the first place? I don't know. So again, this is from the mirror. <laughs> um, this year, dozens of breeders at the King Abul Get that guy. That word. King Abul Days. Abul I can't. I didn't know. Had stretched out the lips and noses of camels. Used hormones to boost their beasts' muscles and injected their heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. That <clears throat> makes me laugh, though, looking at this profile and this story picture. That's like half yeah. the women on Tinder. <laughs> it's I that know. quacker on so the left bad. with the big fuck off lips. If you ever find this story, if you're interested, so that bad. is like the epitome of like 90% of fucking Tinder girls. Then they wonder why they're single. It's like, because you have lips that stick out further than your fucking nose. Calm your <laughs> shit with that. Not every guy likes big fucking swollen lips. <laughs> I'm, I'm not carrying on. No, I was going to say there. We're going to carry on. Anyway. So, dozens of camels have been disqualified from a Saudi beauty contest over Botox injections. In the biggest ever crackdown on banned beauty treatments for the animals ahead of a contest, authorities have banned 40 entrants from the 2021 <laughs> event. I didn't even know there was anything like a camel beauty contest until I saw this. Uh, well, what makes me laugh is the this camel beauty board have gone, ah, ah, ah you can't use treat beauty treatments <laughs> yeah. on them. No, no, no. <laughs> Not for you. So maybe that's what they think women look like under the uh, burger thing. Each <laughs> <laughs> um, year, dozens of breeders had reportedly stretched out the lips and noses of camels, used hormones to boost the beast muscles, injected their heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. Yeah, cool. You know, you don't so, want them to have any wrinkles. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. I don't get it. It's like... Some of some had even inflated body parts with rubber bands How? and used cameras to relax their faces. So do you think there's a poor fucking camel with like the equivalent of a cock ring around his balls to make him bigger? There must be. There must be. Many are believed to have both have had Botox injections or other artificial touch-ups. The Camel Festival, which kicked off earlier this month, these breeders of the most beautiful of the animals entered their camels to compete. Can I just have a callback that I just remembered? So, how many camels is your girlfriend worth? Are they fake camels or real camels? Real camels, I think. <laughs> how much is Botox camel worth? Is it worth half or one? Well, it doesn't work any, is it? Because it's not a real camel. <laughs> I just had that call back in my head and it just clicked. That's why I just went, whoa, because it just hit me. I think I've killed Bob. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh. With these camels, they 
waiting for? Are they going to be Botoxed or are they going to be natural beauties? Yeah, I mean, obviously the natural beauty ones are going to be worth more <laughs> because the Botox ones are obviously fake. Look, some people like fake fake camels. You, have, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Don't knock it until you've had a fake camel. Whoa. <laughs> 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 the contest seeks to preserve the camel's role in the kingdom's Bedouin tradition and heritage, even as the oil-rich country plows ahead with modernising mega projects. I don't know what the hell that's got to do with anything, but obviously it does. Well, as technology surges ahead, hey, we're going to Botox our camels. Yeah. Because um, obviously you've camel, got to have the prettiest yeah. camel. You've got to be sexually attracted to your camel to win. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it starts with Botox. How long? How long until we start getting ready silicon implants? They're gonna have to like have artificial humps. I'm I'm going there. How long until they have designer vaginas on camels? Oh my god! No, they do it with they do it with women. Why? How long is it gonna be? It's like, oh, yeah, old v- Bessie here's vagina was all flappy. So we just had them fucking trimmed back. Yeah, it looked like a beef sandwich, but now <laughs> it looks like a pasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking... And this is why it's going to take two hours because I'm just in the wrong mood for this. <laughs> well, just wait this bit. This, you'll like this bit. The, a, the, a panel then decides the winner based on the shape of the camel's head, neck, humps, dress, and posture, reports Nine News. Are, are we watching like Zootopia, the fucking in real life? I They've got the fucking. Know. Camel dressed up in like a beauty contest on all fours, with a little bit, of, <laughs> little bit of filler, and she's got some beautiful red lipstick on. And the farmer who owns her's got red lipstick on, but you can't see it. You know, it makes you wonder. And now we go to the swimsuit contest. Also, did you get the the? <laughs> he's got red lipstick on, but you can't see it. Ugh. Camel's been me. sucking him off. Oh, dear. The, the big fucking DSLs. <laughs> Camel DSLs for when you really, really are that low down on life. Oh, God. No. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> says, however, Botox injection, facelifts, and other cosmetic surgeries to enhance their look are banned. Oh, fuck me. Judges are clamping down on those who break the rules with new, uh, comma, quotes even, specialised and advanced technology to detect tampering. (laughs) The Saudi press agency said the club is keen to hold all acts of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels. Ugh. That's crazy. <laughs> Somebody put looks like the same surgeon as Kate Price in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Uh. Fuck me. Jessica Parker camels in the city. <laughs> she was more horse than camel, though. <laughs> yeah. Could could you imagine though how? Because I know um, breast implants do go quite large, don't they? <laughs> you think you can literally like, put a beach ball in your tits? Should you desire? Yeah. What would you put for a camel? Fucking, I don't know. Bag of Quaker Oats. Oh, one of those, um... Fuck, one of those... Sandbag? Actual sandbag? I was thinking one of them with a smaller version of those, um... Massive big um, hamster balls you can, walk, you can go in and walk down uh, hills oh, with. An orb? Zorb, yeah, like, absorbing. Like a, Zorb. Like a, Zorb. Something. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Well, it would have to be a big implant for a camel hump. <laughs> Just, yeah, just just leave um just leave a little nozzle outside the hump to and pump it up as to size you need to like a like a, like a ball. <laughs> it's just one of the little pressure outlets on the side. It was that. Oh, it's just a yeah. It's just a skin abrasion. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let, let's get Bob's trilogy done. So from yeah, the so Mirror co. UK. No, there's one more. There is another. No, that was mine. No, ah. that's it. We've done the face mask. Gorilla Glue Girl. That's not mine. Uh, you posted think. it. You posted it. Is that? Yeah, did. Gorilla Glue Girl. I can't Girl, even remember. GGG undergoes stem cell therapy to revive her hair after dye causes it to melt. Oh, yeah, she, I do remember it now. She's not on a lot of fucking luck this level, is she? <laughs> no. Uh, so... I mean, so, basically, she used uh, Gorilla Glue as a alternative for hairspray, fucked her hair up. She then had acetine to remove the glue from her hair, her scalp, and fucking scalped herself. And now she's basically got um, hair dye that's caused her hair to, head to melt. Yep. So a woman she, who found like fame by uh, squirting oh, right. ultra-strong glue onto her head in lieu of hairspray has now undergone stem cell therapy to revive her hair after a dye job caused it to fall out. Tesca Brown of New Orleans, USA, rocketed to internet stardom after posting TikToks about a distressing ordeal in which she ran out of hairspray and used Gorilla Glue instead. The 39-year-old eventually flew to Los Angeles in uh, February to meet a plastic surgeon who removed the adhesive from her hair for free. The late, <laughs> the latest fiasco experienced by the mum of five happened earlier this month when she tried to conceal wow. some grey hairs with dye. Yeah, she's got five kids and she used Gorilla Glue on her hair. I despair at the future of humanity. <sighs> so, she's tried to conceal hair, grey hairs with dye. However, she ended up burning her scalp and losing her luscious looks. A side effect documented in TikTok that racked up millions of views. Going to Brown's representative, Gina Rodriguez, the chemicals uh, used to remove the glue from her hair caused her mane to melt. The re uh, to repair the situation, she's employed the help of specialist Jacques Abrahamine uh, to use a combination of palette-rich plasma and stem cell therapy on her scalp, services that could cost $4,000 to $6,000. Uh, speaking to New York Post, Brown said she was praying that it works. 
Jack says the procedure would use her own growth factors and the pellets found in her blood that heals and rejuvenates the follicles. The other procedure is stem cell therapy. Uh, the king when it comes to natural healing and repair, he added. We mix PRP and stem cells and we inject it using a very fine needle into the areas that have been damaged. The two procedures that would cause shedding to decrease as well as promote new hair growth and expand the life cycle of the existing hair that she has. The therapy's gross acceleration benefits should take effect in around six to nine months time, he said. Uh, Nothing that's going to happen overnight, uh, but shedding should stop real soon. I hope Brian Brown chimed in. <laughs> right? Right? It's going to stop soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be a cue ball, right? Right? Do you think she missed her therapist when he said six to nine months? Are you sure he didn't say 69 months? Yeah. yeah. Giggity. Uh, when Brown eventually dyed her hair again, Jacques recommended... Uh, an organic hair dye without the paraphenylidiamine? Yep, sounds about right. The chemical thought to have caused the initial reaction. In June, Brown used a new found fame to propel the launch of a hair product. Forever hair! (laughs) (laughs) Forever hair sells hairspray for $14, £10, Growth stimulating oil for $18 or £15, and sleek edge control product for £13, which is £9.30. Uh, Tesco has vehemently denied that she staged her disaster to get famous, claiming that she took to TikTok in a bid to seek help. She flew to Los Angeles in February to meet the plastic surgeon who removed the adhesive from her hair for free. This allowed her to pledge to donate the 20 grand or £14,000. From the GoFundMe to charity. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because she's going to do that. So the two top uh, comments here are, how dumb can you get and it takes a special kind of stupid to use uh, glue instead of hairspray? Also, yes, it does. Stupid spell S-T-O-O-P-I-D. <laughs> Is it not just stupid? Stupid. 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 Uh, stupid. I can't wait for the month after where it's like I tried to uh, tried to shape my eyebrows with, with fucking um, sharpies and now it won't come off. <laughs> you know it's coming. You know she's going to fuck up again. Oh yeah. It's so, it, she's got to go, she's gotta do something else. Mm-hmm. So we've just got to wait and see what she does next. Oh, something fucking stupid. Yeah, but how much more stupid? I don't know. How much more stupid can she be? She's 39 with five kids, and she glued her hair. That's pretty stupid to begin with. That's true. Yeah, Gorilla Glue. That's really not a name for a fucking hair product. No. In fact, you know what? I feel like we should release our own sponsored pajamas gel and call it not Gorilla Glue. Mm. Mm. Gorilla Glue. Where do you really have to keep your hair in place? <laughs> Gorilla glue for when you never ever want to lose that style. Mm. 
We're just going to be down going to the next 10, 15 minutes. I can think of a fucking slogan. Like Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Gorilla Glue. Windproof style. Gorilla Glue. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Gorilla uh, Glue. Yeah. Rated up to Force 10 Hurricanes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I might think of one before we finish. <laughs> of course you will. You <laughs> be the podcast title. Who knows? Gorilla Glue. For when Four you seven. absolutely have to get through that door when you've lost your keys. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's go on to some sads. So, go on, Dolph. You can go with this one. Yeah, so... Uh... This was on the 14th. Um, uh, the Dragon Ball voice actor and narrator, uh, Joji Yanomai, dies at 90. He was involved in the anime since his debut. So, a long fucking time. Joji mm-hmm. uh, Yanomai was a mainstay in the Dragon Ball franchise. Uh, during his career, he voiced a number of Dragon Ball Z characters as well as serving as the anime's narrator. His agency... AUNI Productions announced that the veteran voice actor passed away December 3rd at the age of 90. So, yeah, shame. Nikan Sports reports that close family, a close funeral service was held for his family members, and they also wrote that he wanted to express his sincere gratitude to the Yanam for his kindness during his lifetime. Uh, he was born in Tokyo, and he began his career in the 1960s, voicing characters in Wolf Boy Ken, Osumatsu Kun, Cyborg 009, and the Moomin anime. During the following decade, he was in Ashita no Joe, Devilman, Mazinga Z, and Cutie Honey. He also voiced uh, Genai in Digimon and a handful of characters in Time, Time Bokan. But perhaps he's best remembered for his Dragon Ball work. In 1986, he would begin working on the first anime series, voicing the narrator Dr. Bruce, King, Dr. Frapp, and Moose, is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Dragon Ball Z, he would once again narrate the show as well as voice the characters Kai Osama, basically King Kai, as well as as add uh, Buddy B to his lineup of DB voices. His most recent Dragon Ball work was voicing Kai Osama and doing narration for Dragon Ball Super in 2015. The same year, he also did narration for Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Yanami would go on extended leave. The roles would then be cast, and those performances would be his last, bringing him into a body of work that spawned over five decades. Uh, his career encompassed so much anime history from when anime was coming into its own when it truly went global. He had an amazing career, voicing a variety of memorable characters in now classic anime. Mm. There is some comments here somewhere. See where they are. Fuck off, pop ups. Yeah, the comedy's comments are actually quite long. Yeah. He's got 50 years of voice acting. That's, that's, that's a impressive on his own. Mm. Yes. Basically, basically, 2020 and 2021 has been a really shit year for um, loss of talent. It has been one, yeah. Gosh. Oh, fingers crossed we don't lose any more greats before the end of the year. Oh, no, we've only got about, what, two weeks left, give or take. Someone else died recently as well, but I can't remember who it was. And they were about 90. 
Um... <sighs> yeah, I know you mean now, so that's pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I saw on Twitter. I think it was a. Oh, is it, was, was it a was it an American politician? Was it? Or am I getting confused? No, no. no it wasn't a politician. I'm sure it was like an actor or something, or a singer or something like that. But I can't. I can't mm. think who it was. Yeah. Can't think either. Was it someone like Sally Ann Howes, the woman from Chichi Chi Bang Bang? No. No, I'm pretty sure it was a a singer or somebody from a band. I don't know. Uh... I'll remember and then I'll just blurt it out in a bit. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hey, you know how I was like, what the fuck about Cowboy Bebop Netflix? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we, I think we briefly started watching it at the beginning of it. I, so I've watched it all now. It was very... It was very weird. Niche? No, it was like it was trying to be Cowboy Bebop, but not trying to be Cowboy Bebop, but knowing that it's Cowboy Bebop. Characters were different. Um, the story kind of loosely followed the main plot of the original anime. Uh, was okay. The visuals were great. Um, the actors all fit their parts really well, but like they changed up like how Jet was. He's now a divorcee single father uh that barely sees his kid because he has to cowboy all the time um and Faye is a bounty hunter who has no memory of her past and the person that swindled her is a is someone pretending to be her mother instead of being someone that, that uh fell in love with her and then faked his death sort of thing so it was very different how they set things up and they did show like uh the backstory to spike and him being in the syndicate mm-hmm. which was kind of cool but then the end of season one comes round and it's like the midpoint of the actual anime kind of um and then it was just like okay but apparently it just didn't do well enough it's been cancelled there's no season two coming it's a shame really because like the visuals and that, and there are some really good episodes in that series, but the guy who plays Vicious is like a discount fucking um, Witcher wannabe who has the personality of a breadboard. Um, and whenever he's on screen, he's just like, I have to be angry. I have to be unreasonably angry. I don't really have any other character traits apart from being angry. And it's like, all right, cool, thanks. Fuck off. And then... Like how they've handled some of the characters, the, like the shoehorn in Gren, who was the uh, ex-military guy who was give, like basically captured and made to have growth hormones and stuff, and he then ended up being like a man with boobs, basically, and he was very okay with the fact that he was practically both genders at that point. Um, in the Netflix version, it's a non-binary actor who is basically there as the, look, I'm the token non-binary actor in this. And the guy has the greatest, well, the person, sorry, let's get it right, non-binaries are the person. The person who plays Gren in the show um, 
is very understanding of the show and has seen Cowboy Bebop and likes the character of Gran and thinks it's a very good empowerment. But they kind of like pushed them in early rather than having them turn up later on. Yeah. But they did say that their character has got more development to come if they do season two. But there's not. So if you watch it, you're going to be, and especially if you've watched the original Cowboy Bebop, because the original Cowboy Bebop is a classic. It's one of those animes you watch and it's set in space and it's not all fucking big religious symbolism and big space fights all the time. It's very down to earth um, mm-hmm. and very funny at times as well. So the Cowboy Bebop Netflix, or as they're calling it, Netflix, Netflix Bebop, I think they called it at some point, like some reviewers and that. Um, yeah, they've, they've basically said that because of how poorly it did, because it did have uh, 74 million uh, viewing hours since its debut, but it plummeted uh, 59% between November 29th to the 5th of December. And it did have two more seasons uh, ready to go. But it, it died that hard. And the fact that it costs a lot of money to do all the cool sci-fi stuff um, kind of fucked it, basically. I feel like sometimes it's beat for beat with the anime and then sometimes it's a very we're just going to take our liberties with it. Kind of like I can't remember, I can't remember what was the, what was the I'm trying to think of the there was like um something else I watched where the show was based on like an anime or a video game or something like that and it loosely followed the plot of the anime or whatever but it kind of like was bouncing off the walls getting to the plot and I feel like this is what happened here they tried to fill it with too much too early and people got a bit bored of it but the actors who played um like all the characters nailed it they did a really good job i'm thinking this is probably just bad scripting that fucked it and Mm. the the cost of it as well netflix aren't going to put like millions of dollars into a production if it does eh and that's the point. A lot of us are hypercritical on that shit, so. But yeah, it would be what it is. Shame, really. Maybe Amazon will uh, pick it up, buy the rights to it, lavish it with money, and we might get uh, a better season two and three come out of it. Because they did that with The Expanse. The Expanse was Netflix. And then... They went, oh, we're dropping it after three seasons. And Amazon's like, we'll buy it. And it's fucking good, The Expanse. And it was worth giving it the leg room because they got more budget and they got to do more with it. And I think it's in the final season now. I think we're in season six of The Expanse and they're wrapping that up. Um, But I think given more time and a bit more budget and more understanding writers they could have made a better season two of cowboy bebop but we'll never know it'll be one of those things where in 20 years time it'll be that cult um kind of thing where it's like oh firefly 
was really, really good at the time. Just got a bad shake. And it's like, Cowboy Bebop live action was really good for an anime live action. But, you know, it wasn't as good as the actual anime. But it did an okay job. And people appreciate it more. But, well, we'll see. Uh, so, the next one's me, but Dolph has gone in there and found it out for me. So, we're going to NME.com. Oh, the um, the rodent one, yeah. Yep, so rats have been taught uh, how to play Doom. Or if, actually, Doom 2. Um, so a neuro- neuroscientist has trained lab rats to play a custom version of classic ID software shooter Doom 2 and named them after the three key creators... John Romero, John Carmack, and Tom Hall. In his original experiment, uh, neuroengineer Victor Toth writes that he set out to train the rodents to play Doom 2 with full cerebral control. This involved teaching rats or mice to kill demons and find the exit by decoding their motor intent and translating it into in-game actions. Uh, Now, a year later, he succeeded in training the rats to kind of play Doom. (laughs) Um, to do so, Toth built a custom VR for rats rig and placed one of the three rats, uh, either Romero, Carmack, or Tom, on a large makeshift trackball in front of a curved monitor that would fill the rat's field of view, while their body was held in place by a tiny robot arm that would crush them like a... No, 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 not. But it was held in place by a tiny robot arm. Uh, the rat would be able to freely walk across the ball. Movement and action were incentivized by providing the rats with sugar water provided by the tubes. Uh, Top used a custom build of the game that initially presented the rats with straight corridors and simple turns for introducing more complicated routes that included dead ends, random turns, uh, building up to the players navigating the full entryway map of Doom 2. So they basically on the first level. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching rats... To shoot was more complex. Toth considered a method that would track the right rat's bite reaction as the position of the game shotgun would line up with the rat's physical orientation roughly in line with its nose. A bite could have been tracked well. Ultimately, though, the rearing motion was decided upon requiring greater intent on the rat's part. The build would start by placing imps in the rat's way needing to be shot before allowing them to proceed. At this stage, the imps can't move or attack, Toth writes. When the rat successfully dispatches it, an extra juicy reward shall follow the death of demons. Eventually, moving enemies were introduced, but fear not, because at this point, the rat should be thirsty for some kills. <laughs> for anyone concerned that Toth may have just trained up an army of killer rats to take over the world, relax. The research has more uh, benign implications. Electrodes could record the rat's motor intentions while mapping uh, them to their actions, which could lead to progression in prosthetics for human computer info- interfaces, in turn improving the life of people with physical implants. Uh, Todd has been working on how to teach uh, rats to play Doom for over a year now. Both the original research and uh, latest developments make for fascinating, if technological, reading uh, that could lead to major developments in the future. I'm not reading the last bit because it's like, in other news, something that's not related, but it's vaguely gaming. 
Yep. Yep. So we're not. But yeah, that's kind of cool. I like the idea that the we got rats playing Doom. Oh yeah. Oh god, stop yawning. It's making me tired. So let's move on. So hey, you know how he said that there was a Sonic Two poster for the Sonic the Hedgehog Two movie? Yeah. Uh, there's now a trailer, and fuck yeah, and it looks good. Yeah, doesn't look abomin abomination Sonic or abomination Tails. Yeah. Did you see the meme of abomination Sonic and Tails like superimposed uh, uh, onto that? That didn't hurt my eyes. <laughs> Fucking funny though. Um, so look, it was like a like a wet fox. I've been dragged through a hedge backwards, and he's looking <laughs> on cannabis or fucking whatever. It's like that fox had seen some things. Yeah, things that we don't want to see. Yeah. So the trailer, which we do want to see, um, it basically has Sonic living life as a superhero, getting told off by his adoptive parents uh, for overdoing it because he's still a kid um and then also showing tails come through a, a a warp ring and robotnik returning to earth then it also shows like i believe it's a master emerald i it can't be a normal emerald it's too big i think it's the master emerald that he's got um possibly a chaos emerald or is it um not in the Timescape of things. No, Chaos Emeralds existed in as far as like the first Sonic games, but mm. because Knuckles is in this game and it's quite a big emerald, he's holding in his hands. So kind of like the emerald from um, Floating Sonic Island. Oh, Sonic and Knuckles. When you see one of the levels where we want to mix one of the emeralds in, and Knuckles gets of... zapped. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's called the Master Emerald. That right. controls okay. all the other emeralds. Um, so I believe that it might be the Master Emerald. Or they've really fucked up the size of the emeralds, uh, the chaos emeralds in in the movie. But um, it's like interesting because it shows Knuckles and Sonic like mid fight, and Sonic's like, "You can't have my power. I won't let you take it from me." Spin attacks uh, Knuckles, who just puts out his hand and casually stops in mid air while he's still spinning, and he goes, "What makes you think I need your power?" and knocks him on his ass. And because he has the same kind of like glowy spine thing too going on. So it makes me wonder what power Knuckles has. Because he has to be powerful. In Sonic 3 the game, he bitch slapped Sonic from super form back into base blue form by punching him. So if he can do that and that's just his normal form, it's like Knuckles is a powerful fucker. Also, Idris Elba's voice sounds pretty cool. It's not just Idris Elba voice. It's actually him putting on a a more thinky voice. A bit more of a, bit more of a gruff voice. Yeah, and it worked. Um, and then I it's also... I suppose you've seen that scene in um, multiple different languages, have you? No languages, have you? No. Some of the other languages actually work pretty well with the um, the gruff voice. I'm not entirely sure if it's... This, if it's um... Um, El just doing it all time, though, unfortunately. Probably not. I don't think it is, though. Yeah. Some sound like it is, but I don't think they all are. But the memes that have come from this. So. Um, someone's redone it in the Sonic OVA uh, style. They've redone the trailer like that. 
and then let me find the one which I probably deleted off again. I think I have. Oh, bollocks. I think I sent it to Bob, though. And it's like... Uh, so it's got Sonic going, face it, you're never going to get my power. And then it's Ugandan Knuckles. And it's my brother. Does it look like I need your power? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah. I need is the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you sent me a WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, fuck me. It's just, it's like so many memes are coming back and it's great. I love that. I just love how like they touch on shit like that. I'm pretty sure the Sonic movie uh, account like had a meme out today as well regarding it. Um, Was it them or was it Sonic? Yeah, it was Sonic movie, not Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Sonic movie. So even they're getting in on it. So it's like, uh, it's like the choice is yours, uh, the red quill or the blue quill. <laughs> Sonic movie two, and it, underneath it says, "Which one do you think Keanu would pick?" Well, definitely not. Um, well, hmm. but it makes depends me chuckle. Oh, I've not seen this as well. It's like a thirty-second thing on the, um. On the what you call it? It's, it's basically it's, you know when they did the Matrix um, blue pill red pill trailer. Yeah, yeah, they've done like a piss take of that, uh, where it's like pick red or blue quill, and it's like uh, we cannot show you the ring. You're the one that ha- uh, we uh, we can only show you the ring. You're the one that has to run through it. <laughs> So they they're embracing like the the piss take. In fact, that the Matrix has just come out, um, and it's just yeah, I love it. I love that. Uh, I love that kind of the fact that even the Sonic movie site has got the same kind of memey piss taking humor that the actual Sonic Twitter account has. I think they've been talking, so that's cool. Um, I don't know. Wish I could show you the next things. Because they're hilarious. Uh, so, for the people who are listening, basically, the Spartans have this this kind of thing where we get vehicles stuck places every now and again. And um, it all began back in Battlefield 3 when I posted on Facebook uh, Mike, who I've known for years, my little Scottish buddy, who I worked in a supermarket with, uh, him managing to beach an MAV which is the if you've played Battlefield before it's the big troop carrier with the grenade launcher attached to the top of it um he got that stuck on a car on a on a broken car but he got it beached so he could not get off it front backwards sideways or anything it was fucking perfectly beached so we're just like yeah we don't let Mike fucking drive vehicles anymore so roll ahead to last week um the Spartans in Pyjamas game chat on Facebook, or the Spartans in Pyjamas chat on Facebook. can't remember which one it was. Um, he posts in there a picture of a warthog stuck on a fucking rock in exactly the same position with the, yeah, people still let me drive. And then K-Dog responded with, um, like, warthog stuck in a tree and a, a razorback warthog wedged sideways into somewhere 
with a caption of, more of the Spartans doing what they do best, failing all their driving tests. But it's the thing, it's like, whenever there's been a vehicle in game that you can't really get stuck, we've found a way of doing it. So here at Spartans in Pyjamas, we would like to say, hey, if you find a guy in Halo with a, uh, a warthog perfectly placed on top of a rock, and like the driver and the gunner are both like furiously shouting at each other, or in this case, furiously trying to get the thing off the rock while being attacked. That's probably us. <laughs> so that was a little uh, public service announcement there. Although we're not that bad with warthogs, I can drive a warthog. It's fucking great. Um. Okay, moving on because I could rant about stuff. Um, so there's a Stargate game coming out and they've done like a reveal of it. It's called Stargate Timekeepers and it is a real-time strategy game. Ooh. Yeah. Is it real-time strategy as in, like, say, I, I, Command it, and Conquer or are we talking more Stellaris kind of thing? I'm going to look it up properly, but I do feel like from the clips it's shown, it's very Command and Conquer-esque in its aesthetics. Oh, top-down kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I've seen some pictures. It does look interesting. It's like, why make an RTT game and not an FPS or RTS? Oh. Hmm. An RTT? What does that mean? Fucking real-time... Tactic game, probably? Real-time Sounds more likely, yeah. So it might actually be leaning more than... Uh, oh, no. It's more like fucking... What's its face? Um, XCOM. Hey. Oh, oh, XCOM. Uh, so what? You're literally point blank of an enemy at 99% you miss all fucking next six shots. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I, I just realised that what I thought was just, like, placement of a marker for things, it's got this division cone of a person running to forwards. Okay. Well, um, screenshot number two. Yeah. 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 That's that's a vision cone for where enemies can see you. Or if there's that, there might be a there are there are attack cone maybe. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Now is is a hundred percent that. Now I've zoomed in. XCOM. Ugh. Yeah. It had promise. Now it doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, if they they fuck up like XCOM, then yeah, that's dumb. But like I said, if you if you do like six attacks back to back and they all miss at ninety nine percent, then that game's severely weighted against you. Yeah, because I've seen some XCOM two clips on YouTube with um, people like with ten percent chance of hit across the map, and they just fucking get they get sniped and fucking critical hit and downed. And I think, huh, ten percent chance. And then it's the next three or four shots at 95%. Just miss, 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 miss. Yeah, it's weird how that works. You can literally have them sucking on the end of the barrel and miss. But yeah. yeah. It, might, it might be. It might be um, it could be interesting. Yeah. Apparently it's not, from what I could tell as well, it's not going to be a continuation from the end of the series, but more like a, a, a romp through the eras. Because timekeepers involves time travel, obviously. So, we'll see. 
But yeah, I'm I'm done talking about that. I I kind of half looked at it, so that's why I'm disappointed that we've gone from oh, it's a real time strategy game where you'd be moving squads of SGC and Jafar and stuff, and it's like no, it's an like XCOM in it. Mm. Uh, well, well, we'll see. Good surprises all. Excuse me. Do you like this surprise now? Yeah, I'm just tr- quickly trying to find the fucking article. I didn't post it in, you in chat. You didn't post it in the chat now. Yeah, he's on a dick. So, and I have seen a brief thing about it. So Ubisoft are planning on remaking the first Splinter Cell game. Now, whether that's going to be a faithful remake or like a remaster or a retelling... I don't know. But it'd be interesting to see what they go with on the um, control side of things. What style controls is it going to be? Is it going to be... What do you call it? Go away. Okay, so this is from IGN.com. I found the link. Where hey, yeah. Ubisoft has announced that it has greenlit the development of a remake of its stealth classic, 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 fucking hell, classic, classic, classic Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, so the original. Announced on Ubisoft website, the remake will be developed by the lead studio, Ubisoft Toronto. Developers of Splinter Cell Blacklist will be built from the ground up using the Snowdrop engine. So they, uh, that was used on the Division games, and this new Untitled Star Wars game that's coming out. Yeah, when I saw Splinter Cell Blacklist, I was like, if it's going to be like that, that's going to be a bit of a turn-off for me. Because mm. that's too, well, that's too hectic, should we say? Yeah. It's, but... not, not, as, not, it's not as faithful as, to, as the originals, where you don't have to sneak around and not get seen. But it's it's the engine they're using, not the, right, not, okay. not the gameplay. Just, as, long as, as long as I don't go that route, I may uh, highly anticipate this game. So I think I think I played pretty much. I think I played all of them apart from. I played a couple. I've, I've played the first ones: uh, Split Cell, Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, Double Agent. I've played Blacklist. I've played the one before S2, which escapes me. And Conviction. Conviction. Yeah, I've played that one. Yeah, I played that one. That was actually really good. I actually liked that one. I think I've I think I've played all of them actually. To be fair. Mm. So, uh, they said in an interview uh, posted to Ubisoft website, producer Matt West said, uh, I think it kind of has to be a remake as opposed to a remaster. Although we're still in the very earliest stages of development, what we're trying to do uh, is make sure the spirit of the very early games remain intact. In all ways, that gave Splinter Cell its identity. Part of keeping the to that remake true to the series identity is that will it will be a linear game and not an open world game like Ubisoft cannot get away from when it comes to making video games that's indeed true uh, as for the gameplay uh, that happens in those linear uh, levels the emphasis is once again on action uh, on stealth not action <clears throat> it's safe to say that a lot of us on the team are stealth purists and we're behind that level of seriousness when it comes to those kinds of mechanics. And those sort of things that we want to see in this game, says Chris Outy, Splinter Cell's new creative director. 
director. Uh, <laughs> I can't words. And we're very aware of what makes Splinter Cell uh, the classic and what it is. It's important for us to preserve the sense of mastery behind supporting players who observe the situations, make their plan, use their gadgets, and outsmart the enemy creatively to deal with the challenges that they are presented with. Ideally, they end up coming out the other side with no one having realised you were even there, and that's the essence of Splinter Cell. <clears throat> the gameplay experience we are targeting is directly tied to what we want the player to feel. To capture the essence back when we were all playing the original games, he says. <clears throat> it's unclear if anyone from the original Splinter Cell team is still working uh, on the remake, but technical producer Peter Handrios, Handrios uh, says that series veterans are part of the new team. There are a lot of vets here, so we're going to have a really good mix of people who've worked on the previous Splinter Cell games and new team members who are joining, bringing fresh energy and ideas, he said. <clears throat> but it looks like the remake could just be start of the Ubisoft's revised efforts on Splinter Cell. With this remake, we are building the solid base for the future of Splinter Cell, out, he said. Uh, while this isn't is the first true Splinter Cell game for many years, uh, Ubisoft also announced there's a Splinter Cell VR game in development. With two Splinter Cell games in active uh, production, it means Sam Fisher's curse of being relegated to the guest star in every other Tom, Tom Clancy game seems to be finally over. So yeah, that should be interesting. <clears throat> it's, it does sound like they're going for more what you like Dolph, where it's like hide, 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 avoid, avoid, darkness, darkness. Over. Yeah, but do we do we if if they're doing a complete re well a remake, well not like a, a um remaster, sorry. Does that mean they'll be keeping all the same audio files, or will they have to get the um original cast into voice to characters again? Well, they said they essentially consider it a remake, not a remaster. So that means we'll have Michael Ironside return as Sam Fisher. Um, uh. Uh, Claudia Besso was um, Grimstar, is it? I think. I, I don't know. It depends. It really does depend on how much of the story they remake, and how much of it they keep. And yeah, I do, I do hope they bring back um, Don Jordan as well to voice um, Lambert because you know he was he was awesome. He was. Mm. But um, yeah, that sounds like a, a promising thing for the the major. Splinter Cell fans who really enjoyed the originals. Whether, oh, excuse me, whether the um, newer mechanics gets added into the game or not, I don't know. But it sounds like they're going to go with tightening up the whole "we're stealthy and that's all you do" kind of thing. Yeah, as long as they leave the fucking microtransactions the fuck out of it. Well, don't you want the bright pink Sam Fisher fucking sneak suit? No, because it's not canon. <laughs> yes, and that was a little dig to the pink Vader as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey. It's the Activision Blizzard what the fuck the doing section. I, I don't know why I sang it, but fuck it. There we go. Dolph, go on. Yeah, I'm just learning. <laughs> oh. That's the most yeah. cheerful I can feel about Activision Blizzard at this, this point, because... 
fuck knows what they're doing still. I don't know why. We've been speaking about this oh, fucking now since way chick- too long. chicken chicken. Way too long. And because nothing's been done about it, so we know it's like the start of like a broken record, but this still needs to keep traction because nothing is changing at the company. So recent, recently, uh, about I think it was the day after the uh, last podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Vision Blizzard workers stage a walkout following Raven Software QA layoffs. So. Basically, what was going on? People, the QA team were getting um, let in one by one to the office, and basically was saying, "Oh yeah, we're letting you go. Sorry." And then there are some people not going to go into the until the new year, whether or not they're going to actually have a job after the new year. Yeah. So the ABK um, group um, basically organised another walkout, and they also set up a a GoFundMe page to. Basically, pay the staff's wages so those are going to be walking out for an in, well, basically an indefinite walkout. So, when I checked it about last week, I think they had already amassed about a quarter of a million dollars behind them <laughs> for um, funds to pay the pay the staff that are walking out. I I love that because it just means like oh so, yeah, so you can find that basically. Uh, this is from CNET.com. Activist Blizzard workers walk out following the Raven software layoffs. The pro- oh, you just cut out completely. Because he's gone! Oh, and he's back! Oh. What happened there? I don't know, you just completely went. Oh. You were <laughs> literally... I... I think you started with like, uh... The planning break, uh... Like walkouts, and then you. Okay, my wife was Basically, um, the planning, the planning walkouts, and they've already got a GoFundMe page behind them to basically pay for the wa- wages for the staff actually going to be walking out. So yeah, that sounds they... hilariously yeah. good. I think it's up to uh, like a quarter of a million so far. They've actually amassed. So it's over a quarter million or twenty five thousand. I actually honestly forget. But I think it's. Let's see if I can find it. I mean, I find if it's a quarter it's of a million, it's like holy shit. They're they're out until at least March. <laughs> yeah, so see if I can find the link in a minute. Let's just get through the um. God. So this is from CNET.com. I don't know if that actually got picked up before I. Yeah, had... yeah. This is from CNET.com. You started reading the first line and then disconnected. Yeah. Okay. So, from Texas, California, and Minnesota. Actively, is once again dealing with workers upset at the actions of the company. This time around, it doesn't involve allegations of sexual harassment and discrimination, but rather a group of contractors who were laid off last week. Raven Software, one of the studios that works on the Call of Duty Warzone, is owned by Activision Blizzard, fired at least a dozen quality assurance contractors on Friday due to reorganization. This led to a walkout protest of more than 200 QA workers across the company. The employees joined the protest of 60 Raven Software employees who walked out on Monday in response to the layoffs. The group laid off recently relocated to Wisconsin, where Raven Software is based, in order to continue work, but were then given notice that the employment would be terminated in late January. Protesting workers demanded the company reverse plans for layoffs as Raven Software and for all laid-off staff who receive a full-time position. In July, the state of California found it... Well, this is going back to July now, basically... This is all about the um the DFEH and basically yeah. 
Dio Bobicotti was aware of various compl- workplace complaints for years, and as well as investigator. But yes, it's been going on for too long, and well, I couldn't see how much um, how much money they've amassed so far. Well, that's interesting, though. It's like there, there's plenty of people that would put in money to help them. It's just madness. It's like why, why poke that bear? Oh, we're restructuring. No, you're losing money because you're being nicked. You haven't sorted out what's going on. And now you've just caused another problem, which is going to cause more walkouts and cause you more money. Fuck it. Wouldn't it be fun when you can buy Activision Blizzard stocks for a penny? Whew. Okay, this was... Uh, okay, I found the GoFundMe link. Um, uh, since it was started about maybe a week and a half ago, I think, it's up to 345,000. <laughs> <laughs> 345,000 could easily easily considering like 10 grand a year is decent for an average wage yeah the funny thing the funny thing is i can't remember who's which um article it was but someone worked out that call of duty call of duty fucking hell call of duty warzone alone makes 5.1 million dollars a day yeah you you don't have those quality assurance people in to fucking test all those bugs and suddenly People are not playing anymore. They're... I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking for some of the um the donations. There's a, there's one for fifty dollars, a hundred, hundred and fifty, hundred, uh, hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the Activision staff who are working that aren't um thingied that aren't affected by this aren't just chucking money at them as well as if say we we follow this on you we want you to be good here's money mm-hmm. but this all stems from get rid of that fucking knobhead that CEO and things start getting fixed oh wow someone donated $884 to the cause nice but that's minimum there's like a couple of months wages for everyone out of it well, yeah, I think I think AR eighty four is literally just what it could be two persons amongst wages easily. Mm. So yeah, you imagine right? So there's what was it thirty people walk out or like ten people walk out? Go on, I can't remember. I've... I think it was um, I think I think two hundred QAs walked out, didn't they? Two hundred. Yeah. There's at least a month's worth of money there for them all then. Mm, at least. Maybe more depends on how much the, the they get paid in the first place, but you know, I don't imagine QAs get paid more than minimum, much more than yeah. minimum. They probably get what, probably, another, probably another thing, you know, not being paid properly, is it? Yeah, yeah, they've got the the money to do so, they just choose not to do so. Mm. So, yeah, expect all of the Activision Blizzard games to run like shit, have bugs, messy, messy, messy problems with them. In the upcoming months, when patches and that are released, because without security quality assurance people in there actively debugging for ten hours a day and writing reports and showing it, I'm not going to give a while. Yeah, like problems are going to like show up. And hey, Call of Duty Vanguard is one of the lowest selling fucking Call of Duty games at the moment. So, with fourteen, that, yeah, yeah. Vanguard. 
so that being there as well, it's horrific timing for Activision Blizzard. I feel like, like I said, you're going to buy stock for a penny in eight months' time because that's <laughs> all they're going to be worth. I can't help but think they're doing the same. What else can we do to fuck off our um, employee base before the end of the year? Mm. It's like, we're going to remove any kind of health insurance. Everybody walks out. I'll, I'll be surprised at this point if it actually was health insurance with them. Mm. Given how lax and non-existent their sexual harassment and discrimination policy is. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, isn't it? So, we'll get off of this and we'll move on to the final topic of the night. So... We'll just say, fucking called it. So, Dark Plates, who tried to make their own version of uh, Snap-on Plates for the PlayStation... They were told cease and desist because they were messing with intellectual property based on Sony PlayStation 5. Uh, they had a bit of a legal argy-bargy and they did a little bit in the background. Um, so, they're now releasing a heavily redesigned Dark Plate 2.0 uh, that has come out or is coming out soon. And it definitely makes it look different so it's not like it's uh carbon copy yeah it's not an infringement in the way of like they stuck out the same amount and did this and did that um they're more flush with the console and they have heat vents with uh have the shapes of the the buttons but they're more well you got like a robot face with a square the buyer has a symbol for the circle no they were too close to it they you know what they did with that they just turned all the plates to ones and zeros which some people think it's a big fuck you message to sony oh right so in binary so basically the duke lucas symbol is an infringement on sony property then because that's a buyer has a signal mm, apparently so but you know that's how they go um or take two if i can try to Take down it takes two for fucking <laughs> fucking dickheads. They're just fucking jealous. It won fucking um, was it GTY? Was it? It takes two. They won some sort of um love war. Uh, it takes two. One uh, like game of the year as well. The game yeah. awards. Fucking deserved it as well. Exactly. It's a fucking, it's a fucking great oh, the... game. Yeah. So um, Sony have now, and this is I, I can't see when the date was from. But this is from uh. Notebookcheck.net. Sony unveils coloured side plates for the new for the PS5. New dual sense colours also announced. So PS5 users will soon be able to customize their consoles with such colours as Midnight Black, Cosmic Red, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple. They've also um, announced the dual sense controllers in similar variations and they will go on sale in January 2022 but only in a few few regions though currently yeah because at the moment they they couldn't actually change them out with anything so no and uh, apparently the only colours in the controllers were um, Midnight Black and Cosmic Red.
But this announcement apparently was inevitable given the dbrand because it was dbrand and the dark plates that uh got in trouble. But it's just yeah, it just feels like it's like okay, you wanted them here, they fucking are. <laughs> this will cost you this much, and I bet you they are. We'll have to look this up when when they actually come out. I bet you they're going to be more expensive than the dark plates. We're going to be. Yeah, then that food's going to fucking buy them because they're too expensive. They're like, well, you've asked them, why are you buying them? Because they're too fucking expensive. Yeah, it's like because you are causing... trying to monopolize in the market. Yeah, but D brand, like I said, they did release the dark plate two point which if that still gets them in trouble, I don't actually know, but it isn't. It it is physically now distinct from the original one where all they were trying to do was give them a different color uh plate to have on the side of their consoles and i know lala put on this it's like well yes they were doing it wrong they didn't ask and they they did it but then again which i do agree with yeah but then they were also sony wasn't giving you any choices and they saw the gap in the market and went for it do you want white or white? Yeah. What what shade of white do you want? Because if you leave it in the sun long enough, we can, might get a cream out of it. Hmm. But, yeah, so they were, you know, they were right to be fucked for maybe it. Yellow. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, these new side plates, we, it's inevitable. We knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, for fuck's sake. But, um, yeah, that we've run out of suggestions and things to do now. So, uh, do you want to do the close down, Dolph, and we'll get it sorted? Okay, so if you want to send me a message, you can reach me on Twitter at Dolphin Rapture. I do entertain most questions apart from religious, political, or. Um, forgot the fucking one. Racist. Racist, yeah, thank you. You're uh, welcome. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, you can reach Bob on Ragey underscore Coop. Again, the same kind of questions. And you can also reach Loz, Loz G1985, wherever the fuck you may find it. Still waiting for that message on Pornhub. Come yeah. on, be the, be the first and you'll get some sort of... Um, <clears throat> you'll uh, you'll get shouted out. So if you are... Six four six sixty nine double ended dildo fan four twenty nose coat pussy destroyer. Yeah, you will be called exactly that on the on the podcast when you are <laughs> named. So it would be interesting. Um, also, 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 uh, the Anchor app that we use um, has. If you use the Anchor app itself and listen to this, you can send us a voice message, which we can then r- recall. And I can play through the um, my side and put in the chat for these guys to listen to. Uh, and we can basically have you on the podcast then and have you ask us questions. And we review them, obviously, beforehand, so, you know, you're not being a knob. But um, you guys can input your suggestions, feelings uh, about articles and stuff, and we can talk about it. It'd be cool. Um, also, if you're wanting to start up your own podcast, the Anchor app, once again uh it's free to use um if you haven't got this elaborate setup where i have which is pressing record on obs and having people in a discord group you can if you haven't got a computer and it's not that 
you're not that technologically advanced at the moment, but you want to do stuff, you can put the phone down in front of all your mates. If your mates aren't there, you can all sign up to the Anchor app and you can be then rang through the Anchor app as a conference call and recorded that way. Um, and then you can you can literally edit it and put it up on the podcast on the podcast network that way. You can record little sections and add them in. Uh, so, like for instance, if I wanted to do a thing before this, and we've just recorded all this, I could then go back record a foreword or something and put it in the podcast before the podcast starts sort of thing you know, so, jingle, if you like. yeah so it's like i could add something to the beginning of, the, of it that doesn't affect the first recording i did but just sticks in front of it and you can do all that kind of stuff on on the anchor app um and it's a good way of getting yourselves out there with things you want to talk about so hmm. give it a try and once again we are not sponsored by any of this but it's nice to give them some um acknowledgement yeah because at the end of the day we've been doing this for nearly two years have we? Fucking, I think it's pushing three nearly. I, nearly think. Th- oh, I don't fucking know. That's how long it's been. I can't remember when we started. <laughs> I think my first one was uh, July fourth, twenty nineteen. So yeah, we've we've gone past we've gone past um two years. All right, fuck it. I'm just gonna go episodes last page. Uh, so the first episode was the first official episode when I was on my own rambling like a twat. The twentieth of June, twenty eighteen. So yeah, three years. Fun. Mm. So my my first one was July fourth, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Christ. So, so with all that in play, if you can see how we've done it over the years, that just shows you how easy it is to do. Because I'm fucking shite at doing editing. But if you can get people in a room, or get people on a conference call, and you have the ability to record the conference call, um. All you have to do is compress it and upload it. Add your little things on it. Add your own custom image. Send it out there. If you live in the US, you can even get yourself monetized if you want to. Um, but yeah, unfortunately we don't. We have to wait on some loving sponsors throwing us bones our way. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Whoever wants to sponsor us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm rambling about stuff, so... This has been episode 95 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I thank you all for listening. Um, this is it now till the new year, so have a wonderful holiday, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or whatever other religious December holiday you have. Have a good new year, and we'll see you all in 2022. With probably lockdown 4. <laughs> yeah, 4.0. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you very much, guys. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.